start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna it. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. You're listening to the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table where we talk about the outdoors. What's going on, guys? Episode 93, and this is the last episode that we're going to be talking about anything other than just hunting camp yeah it's gonna be deer camp series or like nick said hunting hunting camp camp because we're gonna have some other stuff we're talking about surprise surprise yeah my dad just got back from alaska so we're gonna hit him up next week talk about his trip and it was a wild one very wild he's gonna have some some good stuff to talk about and in a few weeks me and dad are going gator hunting so we're gonna have that to talk about when we get back yeah gator camp series at the end of Did October. Did you get a good look at his pater bottle? <laughs> I'm going to say that a hundred times. I would hope you do. I probably will. So, yeah, it's going to be a great, great archery season, and we're going to have lots of deer kills going on, Alaska talk, gator talk, and you guys are you're in for it for the next, I don't know, 12, 15 weeks. More, oh, yeah, till January. I was thinking more like a week or two because you guys are all going to shoot bucks opening day and just be done for the season. Yeah, yeah but we got that's friends. The, plan. the guys that listen to this podcast are straight killers. So once we get our bucks in, we'll be talking to them about theirs. So. Well, if they listen to our tips and tricks, they would get done opening week as well. Yeah, but we can't record all the podcasts first week. Yeah, this we can stre- we can stretch them out and have them just banked up. I mean, when you're listening to this, there's a good chance there's probably already going to be a deer down. That's a fact. Because so. we're going hunting this weekend, and I'll by have, the time you're listening, I'll have to three it, hunts in by the time this podcast drops. Me too. So that's wild. Yeah. yeah, big stuff's coming down the pipe. So I hope you guys are ready. That's New York, I'm assuming, correct? Who? And who is that new voice on? It sounds familiar, say, but it's been a while. Some would think he's new because he hasn't been around in a while. Been who, a few weeks. Who, who is, is that? It's only been a couple. It's been a month. Yeah, I'd who, give it a month. It? I'd give it. A, it. It's Luke over here, guys. I mean, you know, the people on the other end of the. The mic listening through the radio can't see me, but so you all can. Something tells me that this episode isn't going to be deer hunting. Well, that's why you alluded to the, uh, this is the last one that is not about deer hunting. Yeah, if it was so. about deer hunting, I would have said, get Luke out this of here. is going to continue talking <laughs> about deer hunting, and we're not doing that. It's fishing, guys. That's what we're talking that's about. That's what we're doing. But, uh, Tom, speaking of fishing, what are you tying over there? A slip knot. How's it going? Good, perfect. Tom's just having Speaking fun of over there. Sri- it's really distracting over here. Did you guys see Machine Gun Kelly's beefing with Slipknot? I heard about what? it. I didn't hear <laughs> anything. Yeah. What, what is Slip Slipknot doesn't do anything like ever? Uh, like how no, do this they is have way beef? off topic? But Tom's talking Slipknots. Um, but I just I saw this meme because you know how like when MGK beefed with Eminem, then he started singing rock. Yeah. Now he's. I wouldn't even sl- call it rock. Well, yeah. It's, it's very very it's light. Like, it's, it's like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, he was singing like punk, whatever t- whatever floats Tom's boat, and now he's beefing with Slipknot. So it's like wait for MGK's country album next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic. That's so it's classic Tammy. But yeah, what were you getting into, Luke? You know, it's always MGK. fishing. Well, yeah, MGK. So he 
huge fisherman. MGK loves to get out on the water. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He lives but, here. He's from Cleveland, so, you know, right off the lake. Really? He's from Cleveland? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is from Cleveland. I didn't know that. Yeah, you should so take him fishing. He trolls walleye on Lake Erie. He probably doesn't live in Cleveland anymore. Yeah, but that's where his roots are, so you should take it's him probably fishing. probably like L.A. with Megan Fox or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I love seeing those memes, too. Yeah. People are like talking like how MGK like wears pink or whatever, and it's like, well, he's with Megan Fox. So. <laughs> I think he wins all arguments. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. But anyways, fishing... Uh, you were just talking about floating Tom's boat. Uh, the boat's getting pretty close to wrapping it up for the year. Uh, I didn't even get my little boat out once this year. I might still get it out for a Sounds little like bit. Sounds like a first world problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Too many boats, can't take them all out. Yeah. Uh, but a little bit of uh, fall musky fishing, I might, might yeah, get it out. Yeah, the little boat's great for that. Oh, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, and but, I live on Borough now, so you can just come down all the time. Yeah, because I get invited all the time. Every time that I've been to your house, I've invited myself. That's not true. That is very true. I it's factual. Invited, I've been there twice. I'm gonna, we're going to talk about it later. We will. Anyways, uh, so Tom is really going to ham on that rope. That's why I need the camera. We can start filming uh, so Tom the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so, so people can be just as distracted from the podcast as I am watching, watching They're probably Tom. like, why does Luke sound like such an idiot right now? And Tom's over here fucking around. <laughs> But uh, anyways, uh, the big boat, I'll probably wrap that up towards the end of November. I like to get that out and do a little bit of either cold water steelhead or even the lake trout come in and uh, like to try and target them. That's kind of a new new hobby of mine is lake trout. I haven't, you know, quite perfected that yet. I've only done it for, you know, one season. So uh, still a lot to learn in that aspect. So but, when you're saying like with the steelhead, like cold water steelhead, are you talking about taking the boat like just before the mouths? Yep. So uh, like the steelhead, obviously like cold water. So during the summer, they're all, you know, out in the trenches and deep in the lake and anywhere from, you know, 80 to 130 feet of water. And uh, so it can be tricky to target, especially because they get spread out quite a bit. I mean, once they start to school up or if you find, you know, where a bunch of them are holding out, you can still get into them, but it's a lot of work. You need, you know, specific gear for that. And they fight pretty whatnot. hard if you get a hold of steelhead, like down in the trenches. Cause like, I know yeah, I mean, they it don't... seems like the closer, you know, the, I guess I'll say it backwards. The deeper they get into the streams, the less they seem to fight. I know that's we, just because they're dying. Yeah, that's and they don't have any thing. room to run. I, I understand that, but what I'm getting at is like when we would go and catch steelhead with our fly rods, like right close to the mouth. I mean, they're jumping it out of the water and just, I mean, mm-hmm. taking it almost into your backing. Some of them. Yep. Um, I didn't know if like is that increased even like more once they're way out in the trenches, so just like because they you, have the room. Yeah, if you if you catch fish out in the lake like I, i'll stand on shore and i'll cast spoons and stuff from shore for steelhead and you hook into them and they shoot straight to canada like mm. they they do not like that so and like tom said they have room you know like try try and run you know a hundred meter dash you know in back in, and forth it, across yeah, this room in, in your living room yeah you're gonna not not get up to top speed very quick so it's kind of the same thing but uh yeah, when they start to run, you know, uh, end of August, into the beginning to mid-September, they kind of, they do what's called staging up, and they'll kind of group up and come in shallow and line up, you know, in front of the mouths, 
and you can go and uh, either bob or fish or you know troll or you can even cast center pin fly fish really whatever you want but uh, my main tactic is I'd go and you know troll spoons in front of the mouths and you can pick up you know quite a few fish that way but now that uh, they're actually starting to push up into the creeks um, fly fishing and center pin fishing is really what I'm going to be what focusing on. What temperature do they typically look for when they're pushing? Uh, I'm not 100% honest. Like, exactly. Why aren't you 100% honest? I am 100% honest. I'm not 100% positive, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but right around probably like that, like 68 degrees probably is, I'm not even sure what the lake's at right now. So you get but, a few few cold nights and yeah, they'll start yeah, they'll, getting and ready. Even, even, you know, when the surface temp will cool down, uh, they'll start to, you know, push into the creek mouths. And then as soon as the sun comes out, they'll shoot back out into the lake. They're like, whoop, whoop, too early. Too early, yep. yep. And they'll shoot back out. So uh, that's kind of coming into full swing here. And then... Uh, what did, uh, I've noticed a, uh, a lack of dinner eating space at home the past few days like what are you doing to prepare oh for, uh, you're talking about the, the dinner table yeah, yeah that the the fly tying table if you will it's yeah, not you, a dinner it, table it, this it, time for of the year. past probably two weeks ish two weeks uh the like lucas said it's no longer a dinner table or a dining room lucas turned it to the uh fly tying station i like to call it tie flying it really upsets people it's kind of like when you call turkeys instead of turkey call yeah, it's fun to do those little things that people are like. What are you saying? But you know, yeah, they know. But uh, yeah, so I've been dying some flies. Uh, I'm nowhere near an expert or, you know, uh, a teacher, master tie flyer by any means. But uh, I do enjoy, you know, catching fish on stuff that I've made. You know, rabbit fur. Actually, Dan Kowalski got me a. Uh, uh, little pack of elk hair. So I've put that on a couple flies. And I know where there's a dead deer on the side of the road that you could uh, steal some deer hair off of. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna actually stop by the fender of your truck and mm-hmm. pull some out of there's there a little as, bit as well. There. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you're just a just a week early on the deer. You just yeah. could, couldn't couldn't wait why to I get did it with one, my huh? truck instead yeah. of a bow. Yeah, because it's legal with the truck. Just costs mm-hmm. a lot more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, it's just uh, it's kind of something that I started doing. Like I said, I'm not super big into it, but you know, maybe two years ago, and just just enjoy the satisfaction of tricking a fish into thinking that something you tied out of some like, animal so animal fur. Stupid. And, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it's kind of like art. I know people. The art of fly tying is like a big thing you'll hear, and it kind of is um, to a point. But I'm. Just kind of slamming stuff together, and uh, I make egg patterns, so those are super simple. You can go buy some, like, artificial yarn, and there's, you know, endless brands that make it. Why wouldn't you use real yarn? Yeah, yeah. Uh, artificial egg material, which is yarn. Yeah. Nick had an aha moment right mm-hmm. there, like, ah, I'm so stupid. I'm just trying to, th- I'm like, what the hell's the You're as dumb as the yeah. fish. Yeah, yeah, I would have so. tricked me. Yeah, so as you can tell, Nick doesn't spend much time on the streams. <laughs> it looks like an egg, but it's artificial. It's yarn. It's not. Yeah. I don't you tie ever, with real eggs. You ever like run into one of them guys that like says they don't deer hunt anymore because they, you know, killed a monster buck and there was just nothing else. 
like yep. nothing else for him. Like I feel that way about steelhead fishing, like with a fly rod, <laughs> like I caught a couple steelhead and it was enough for me to be like, yeah, I, I mean, I've caught a few with my fly rod. Never needed to do I, it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm content. You know, like it's not, I enjoyed it. It was a great time. So you're um, talking about this past tense. You enjoyed it. It was a great time. Uh, you have a very nice sage set up just collecting dust in the barn that... Sounds like it's some, yours now, Lou. Some buffoon, who we won't mention his name, decided to put like four inches of backing on it and leave the tag on it because that's just the kind of guy he is. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, what's that rod doing? You, you're trying to get rid of that? It gets brought out maybe once a year. It didn't get brought out the last last year or probably no it did the year before and last year it got brought up but not for steelhead just catching bluegills in the pond exactly what it was (laughs) so how about how about it's my rod and i'll just let you borrow it whenever you need it sounds like what you do with it anyways i've never used your (laughs) rod i've never used your sage rod i asked Mm. to take it to i don't have a sage rod just a sage reel i asked i asked to take it to new york and went to and he said yeah sure whatever and i went to put it in my truck and saw that there was like 20 feet of backing on no, it. There's 50 yards backing. Not even close to enough. Yeah, I, well, I'm... So, I, for steelhead around here, yeah, that's fine. Why would I... Yeah, that's but, like... Yeah, I only use a 450 Bushmaster for whitetail. Yeah. Like, it's not really <laughs> necessary. It kind of seems like what Tommy does. Tom, Tom's a little overkill. If Tom had a 450 Bushmaster, he would. He would yeah. use it. What, what are you shooting now, Tom? 325 short mag. How, how's it do? Just enough. Knocks him right down. It's like the... It's a four... 457 government or something there's another one 4570 government yeah yeah i've, it's, I've it's used big that boy. i haven't killed a deer with it but i've i've walked around the woods with it did you hmm. miss a deer with it oh oh, oh. moving on yeah <laughs> we're not talking anymore uh, yeah we're not talking about fishing we're not guys. talking deer hunting this is the yeah. last episode you're where we don't stupid. talk about it so dumb so are we talking about it i'm not crying you're crying <laughs> it's got water in my face yeah uh Smoking something. So I'll, I'll hard transition beer. here because you mentioned it quickly at the beginning and we just kind of brushed over it. Lake trout. Uh, no. Oh. We'll, we'll get about back Lake to trout. that. I, no, oh, I love them. <laughs> no, you said uh, fall musky. Yep. And Big time. Musky is something I've never targeted, never caught, but I think they're cool as hell. And I think bigger is always better. And One of the coolest ever, freshwater fish. I mean, the there's coolest. No, sturgeon. Almost, sturgeon especially with like pretty sweet. Hunt, I'm going to sit down. Hunting, Common fishing, carp. bigger is better. Uh, <laughs> So bigger is better. So in almost all aspects. All right. <laughs> Back to the musky. So talk about it a little bit. I know you've you uh have got yourself into what it's like the husky musky club, if you will. Yeah. Prestigious club. I never even knew that was a thing until somebody told me like, Oh, you're the husky musky. I'm like, huh? But it's kind of yeah. It's kind of like a squirrel slam. Yeah. Did you get it officially scored? Nope. It is uh, actually, and I'm proud to admit this. It is alive and well and swimming back in the water. You're the man. So could have threw it up on the wall, but just not the kind of guy could. I am. Yeah, I could do a replica mount of it. Not into replica mounts of fish. Yeah, they just it's, it's, they don't one. They don't I mean, look right. It kind of looks like wax. Even if and, like the best replica fish. Still, mm-hmm. you look at it and you're like, that's a replica. Yeah, like, you can tell. It, it's it's kind of like, would you, you get a replica made that. of a deer you shot? Like, get fake antlers? No. You, you Some just, people yeah. do. 
I think they can do replica antlers better than they can do oh, replica They fish. can do replica antlers. You can't even tell the difference. If you ever go to like a hunting expo, go to the Deer Society's Like Cabela's? Booth. Well, yeah, Cabela, they're all remakes. But um, the Deer Society, all of their bucks on display are mm-hmm. um, reproductions. Hmm. But you can't tell. So they're much better at that than fish. They hmm. should take some notes. The deer, they, they actually did kill the deer. I'm just... Did, yeah, yeah. But they have reproductions to put on display. Gotcha. Yeah. But I mean, so... But to take a 50-plus inch muskie and put it on your stringer, I don't know where you could do that without somebody trying to fight you. Yeah, people literally would fight you. Yeah, that, that'd be bad news. I've, I've actually watched, you know, fights break out with Amish people because they've had, you know... <laughs> they don't give a four, shit. Well, they've had four muskie on their stringer and people... Is that the limit? Uh, one. one. Oh, one is one. the limit. Okay, I, didn't want, <laughs> See, it, I didn't know. One at 40 inches. They'd yeah. have four at like... 30. Yeah, like 27 inches. Yeah. Yeah. Amish just don't get, they're like the honey badger yeah, yeah. They, that's a fact <laughs> honey badgers don't care just take what he wants but yeah I've watched you know Amish people fill up like a five gallon bucket with like five inch crappy and bluegill I'm like what what, do you, what do you do with that there's literally no meat uh, on throw that. it in our driveway when they're done with it yeah, yeah that is, that's what they do that's exactly what they do with it Frank you're gonna have to get a new stool these ones are starting to creak yeah they yeah. are a little that bit that's weird but anyways, musky fishing, uh, it's another one of those things like that I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm an expert on any, you know, specific type of fishing. Like yeah, I, we aren't experts with deer hunting, but we enjoy it and do you can it well. Pretend. We do pretend so every week. Well, yeah, I but you guys it's a fictional fish, podcast. Fish. Is that how you pan call fish, it? Pan fish, fish, fish. That's like a Mr. Smirker, like a, a, a football, football ball, ball game. That's, that's yeah. Santos. That was Santos. There's Santos, yeah. yeah. I can catch panfish. Smirker with the just best played blurred lines on repeat on his little <laughs> little boombox. But uh, anyways, musky fishing. Uh, I'm nowhere near you know an expert. There's guys that'll you know fish circles around me in pretty much any species. But what I do kind of like to take pride in is that I am very well rounded and diverse. I can go to the ocean and surf fish you know, fish from shore and, you know, catch, you know, snook and drums and sharks and yeah, lit everything. And I can go out on a boat, you know, in the ocean and do the same thing, go into the, you know, little slips and uh, whatever, freshwater. I can go pond fishing. I can bank fish from lakes. I can go out on inland lakes on the boat, target, whatever, creek fish, you know. So I'm very well-rounded. So when it comes to, you know, musky fishing, not an expert, but I can still, you know, make it work. So in the fall is they start, you know, getting getting all fat and sassy for, for winter time and start pairing up and whatnot. So if you want to catch your, you know, big trophy musky, a real thick, thick fish, it's going to be, you know, October, November is, you know, really when you're going to catch them trophies where exactly are you i guess not where exactly but what types of bodies of water are you targeting these fish in um so i fish a little bit of everything so even local lakes everyone knows edinburgh uh chautauqua uh lake labeouf lake labeouf's a tricky one there's you know way too many predators in there you catch you know 20 pike and walleye to one you know, musky, but yeah, it's tough to um, weed through all of them. Yeah, I'll fish it, French, French Creek. I isn't fish. there a little fun fact about LaBeouf with tiger muskies or something? Yeah, uh, so through, 
I you, mean, you probably know it better than I do, so that's why I wanted to bring yeah, it up. Yeah, so um, tiger muskie is basically when a uh, northern pike and a muskie breed, and they're actually sterile. So they can't reproduce, so they're actually pretty rare because you can only get them one offspring, and then they can't reproduce and make more of themselves. So They stock uh, them a lot of places. Yeah, they've stocked tiger muskie, but uh, Lake LaBeouf is actually a lake where they nat- have naturally occurring tiger muskie so one of the very few if not the, the only, only in pennsylvania yeah, yeah that has so naturally is occurring it because tiger muskie. they have pike and muskie in the same waters yep. like like edinburgh there... edinburgh lake there's only muskie in edinburgh there's no pike no pike no. there's not a single pike in edinburgh unless somebody put one in there yeah but uh but so even you... places where they do have pike and muskie they, they rarely rarely ever breed yeah mm. it's not a common thing at all no, Must it's... be something in the water. Is there a lot of muskie in Presque Isle? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say a lot. Uh, the biggest biggest muskie I've ever seen, didn't hook into it, but seen in the water was actually in Presque Isle. I'm not going to obviously say exactly where, but there was real tall weeds. Why? And Just tell uh, us where. I was reeling in and went to, I thought I saw a flash, and I went to just start my figure eight and just saw this giant head come out. And I made one loop, and it followed and tailed away and never saw him again. But it was the biggest freshwater fish I have ever seen in person. 60? Was, uh, 72, no. Uh, it, was, it was over 50, more. but yeah, more, more. more. But uh, That's a hilarious It was, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, but it was just super, super thick, real wide. And there's different types of muskie. There's... You know, striped muskie, spotted muskie, clear muskie. Um, so, like, the clear muskies are kind of, you know, look white. And they don't really have any stripes or spots or anything. They might have a little bit of spotting on the tail and whatnot. But all their fins are red. So, like, they're really, really cool-looking fish. Uh, and that's what this one was that I saw. So, uh, pretty unique. But uh, I also, people call it cheating. And I even call it cheating myself. But... I'll go to outflows and spillways and, you know, musky fish in those just because the density it's of fish easier. is, yeah, density of fish is just so high. And I'm not, like I said, an expert, so I can't go it's anywhere not. and, you know, just go bang, you know, musky all day. You know, some people claim to do that. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. But, but I wouldn't call that cheating either. I mean, you're just putting yourself in the best opportunity. You know, if you're trying to kill a bigger than average whitetail or something you're probably going to go to the midwest it's not cheating to go to the midwest to kill bigger whitetails it's just it's more it's more going on a on a high fence hunt because (laughs) the whitetail can't go anywhere because they're in a fence these musky they're in a area you know no more than okay so it's a little bit different than what i know yeah no more than you know 20 or 30 yards wide i retract my statement you're a cheater yeah (laughs) (laughs) um i mean you still like High fence hunts, you're, you know, I don't want to say guaranteed, but pretty much guaranteed. You pay per and, inch. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, fish and spillways is you go there and you're going to at least have, you know, half a dozen hookups, you know, before mm-hmm. before you head out. So, uh, or more, 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 more. more. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's cool that you're not afraid to admit that you go to those places because I know that there's, well, it won in, in oh. the whitetail world, it just happened. Where a guy killed yeah, that a was monster a huge story. Caught, killed a monster buck, said that he killed it on his own farm, 
And then it didn't take long for a deer farm to be like, um, that's bullshit that he, he paid money, came to our farm and killed that. Yeah. So like what I guess from getting at is like, you're not afraid to just tell people where you're. Oh, like, no, people. I, the story that I heard on that is that that deer escaped. No, that's that you're was, thinking that of was a different just, deer. No, think, oh, that oh. was the same deer. No, it's not. Yes, I, it is. I guarantee you, it's not. Unless you're thinking of the wrong one. There was two deer that came out at the same time. There was a younger kid. Yes. That killed. Yes. So that, that one, was the escaped. one escaped. Yes. It escaped. Okay. That's the ten one miles I'm thinking away. Of. He killed it. So that technically that's a no, legal kill. It's, it's, le- it's legal, legal, but it's, but it's not. You can't put it in a record. Yeah, and no, but that kid totally 100% owned yeah, up to it. Yeah, he said the, right away that the uh, he saw it cutting that, its ear, and he then he started to call around yeah. to figure it out. Mm-hmm. There was another deer that was killed that the guy claimed a totally different deer, older gentleman or not older gentleman, but guy in his like probably late 30s mm-hmm. that killed it on a farm, like deer farm. Yeah, tried saying it was on his own. Why property. would you even try to lie? Like you can't hide that. Ever? No, especially because the a farm raised deer is very obvious. Yeah, yeah. that. That big muskie that I caught was at a spillway, you know, so I don't really take any shame in that. I've actually also caught many muskie, not my biggest one, but many very nice muskie on live bait. And people, mm-hmm. you know, get all upset yeah, a lot about of people get using live it. bait. It's all artificial, but I'll tell you what, live bait is a lot of fun. <laughs> it is yeah, way, way more action. <laughs> but, yeah, you can go and toss anything out there and, you know, Within twenty minutes, you're you're hooked up on a on a fish, but uh, yeah. So if anybody wants to go out and catch their you know trophy muskie from now till ice on is really gonna be your best shot at catching the big one. Tom is still messing with this string, by the way. <laughs> if, if anybody was wondering, he's still still going hard. Mick's like not a, thrilled, but we're having fun. Is that a like a hoisting rope? It's paracord. For, it's paracord. paracord. It was a bracelet that I cut apart to make a string to hold up a European mount. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. The All the way in your head. head. Yeah. So that mount is being held above my head by a piece of paracord? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know people that hang their sticks with like climbing stick with paracord i know people that parachute with paracord it's pretty wild do you really know that it's a rumor i think that's why they call it paracord <laughs> no you didn't read it on buzzfeed <laughs> no no this no, guy I, I know no we didn't imagine what it'd be like if they did huh but so anyways yeah uh get out on them streams i mean hey don't take any shame and go to a spillway if you want to catch your you know if you never caught a muskie before uh, one of my buddies, Bailey, never caught a muskie, never really fished for him a whole lot. Uh, you know, he would every once in a while, but always got skunked. And so I was like, dude, if you want to catch a muskie, I'll catch you a muskie. And we landed three muskie and had like seven hookups, you know, the first time I ever took him out. So yeah, it's a good it way a, to get the bug for muskie. Yeah, it was at a spillway, but guess what? He, he had a blast, loved it. We caught some big fish. And like Nick said, it's just cool to get your hands on the mm-hmm. Pretty much top predator. I would say the top predator. In you know, in any body of water yeah. around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless I'm swimming in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not. I don't know. Northerns might be the top predator. Northerns, they don't get they as big, but they are aggressive. Yeah. Like, they will eat fish bigger than themselves. Yeah, they don't play games. So. But anyways, back to... Uh, we kind of kind of jumped back and forth place. yeah but let's uh let's get a little bit of structure here if you're having a hard time following i know this isn't the easiest podcast to follow here um it's supposed to feel like you're just at camp anyways and yep. if anybody's been to camp before they know the table's all conversations it's all, it's all over the place but 
just to give a little bit of, you know, structure to this podcast, we'll, you know, focus on, we were talking about fly tying and uh, steelhead fishing uh, a little bit. And so if you, you know, never did it or want to get into it or, you know, you salmon fish, brown trout, you know, steelhead, whatever it is, and you either buy flies at a store for anywhere from, you know, a buck fifty to, you know, four fifty a piece and, you know, it's breaking the bank or right now you're fishing, you know, with bait, either, you know, skein, salmon eggs, you know, worms, whatever it is. If you want to get into fly tying, really you could get yourself a pretty basic setup, you know, a vice, uh, all the tools you need, some scissors, uh, and everything for I would say under a hundred bucks. You could get everything you need to, you know, get going and start tying flies. Probably even cheaper. I, I bet if you went on Amazon, you could probably find like a forty nine ninety nine fly tying kit or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you can also go the other way with that and buy eight hundred dollar vice. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to do, really. It's gonna but make a lot of flies to come up with that money. Yeah, uh, I'm not even gonna get on the topic of what I want to say. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, right now is a no better time to you know either start tying those flies or to get out and start start doing some steelhead fishing around here it's been real tough just with the you know demand for it. it's just so many people started doing it and uh i know notice with covid and quarantine and everything the fish uh, are getting covid huh yeah yep, it's that uh, bad yep so uh so many people started fishing because they just picked up a hobby because they either were sitting around or didn't have to work or mm-hmm. you know people are always anytime you ask somebody who doesn't fish they've always you know i've always wanted to get into it is what everybody says hey do you fish no but i'd really like to and covid was the perfect excuse for all of those people to get Start into doing it. it yeah so, so before we get too far off of tying flies most of the people um that listen to us are like most of us sitting here that it's not just fishing that they're into. They also enjoy hunting. And Mm -hmm. if we're, while we're talking about tying flies, what sort of um, furs or even feathers can people be using to tie flies? So like if they're into deer hunting. Okay. So absolutely anything. If you want, if you wanted to tie with, Tom's you know, piece of string. Yeah. Yes, you could. Um, <laughs> like, turkey, I use, like turkey feathers, pheasant. You could use, turkey um, feathers, deer. actually, I've never tied with turkey feathers, but if you think about it, they got kind of that iridescent look on them, that real shine. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever you're trying to, you know, uh, imitate, if you like brown, basically, you know, all your all your mammals basically are brown. You mm-hmm. know, if you want elk, whitetail, you want to go to like your squirrels or minks or even raccoons, you literally any deer have white hair as uh, well. Yeah. So squirrels you, gray and reds. Uh, a big thing too. So color and you can even dye hair. So if you want, you know, pink. Okay. We'll get some deer hair and dye it pink. You know, it's, you can get like dyed uh, deer tails. Tails are a big one just because they have a little bit longer hair on their tails. But really the main thing is kind of the texture of it. So if you want real stiff hair, you know, elk or, you know, a white tail might be good because their hair kind of sticks straight out. But if you went, you know, something more towards like a rabbit, like a long haired rabbit, where it has like real fine flowy hair, when that gets in the water, it kind of, you know, gets all wavy. So whatever you're trying to. So basically any game that you're targeting in the woods, you could use those, the fur or the feathers and make your own flies with them. Yeah. And, okay. and that's what I was saying, like how. I think it's cool just so you're to be really able to, saving money now. Yeah, just how I think it's cool to be able to trick, you know, uh, 
a fish into something that I tied. I mean, take it to the next level and trick a fish into something that you tied with something you killed, you know. Mm-hmm. So that'd be that'd be full cycle there. Or yeah. circle. Actually, no I know corners. corners. I know one of my old I may have said this on here before, but I had an old Walding professor who used to have a purple ponytail. And when he decided to cut it off, he kept he cut it off with his purple hair and he put it in a Ziploc and it's out in the garage and he uses it in his fly tying. So I have I have tied a fly with my own hair. Uh, didn't catch anything on it. Uh, it was kind of one of those. Probably because it wasn't purple. Probably. probably. Yeah, it was kind of one of those things like, it was just, ah, this would be funny, you know, and made it fly and it looked like garbage. So threw it for a little bit and was like, yep, I'm done. So Trash. Yep. But that was just a neat yeah. point I wanted to bring up that you could use, you know, deer, turkey, yeah, squirrels, you can use, rabbits. Yeah, feathers, fur. Yeah, literally. Fish scales. Yeah, that'd be a little bit trickier, but you could probably figure out a way. You could you could be onto something there. Yeah, maybe. Probably not though. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Maybe use like little fly wings. I mean, you could say, I mean, really, if you wanted to use fish scales, if you really had like a, just some random urge, catch a carp or something. They got yeah, a pretty big scale. scale. That's yeah, you could idea. cut them up with a. Yeah, that actually might make good like. Uh, wing material like if you're trying to do like a mayfly or a dragonfly or you something better patent that before the fly wouldn't last long it'll probably fall apart pretty quick why the scale yeah they dry out and if you get them wet yeah. dry wet dry they'd start cracking maybe if you maybe apart. you could seal Kits, it or something yeah, with nail you, polish yeah, they actually they pretty much have it it's like glue but mm-hmm. uh yeah you could coat them you're gonna patent thinking. that yeah, probably not i don't think i'm ever gonna try it but hey. anyways right now uh I'm actually, like Nick said, have the table, you know, pretty much taken over right now with flying, flying ties. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't even think you meant to say n- it. That not, time. not that time. Uh, you like stumbled over it. And well, I said, said flying, and I was like, you far, know what? Flying we're ties. With it. Yep. I just talked about it earlier. But uh, Tom's, you know, flying that string around, and he's got me all, all confuzzled. All flustered. But, um, I'm, you know, stocking my egg box right now with a uh, ton of different colors, varieties, some mixes, different styles, different sizes, uh, just for the different, you know, times of year and water conditions. Uh, either the eggs will look different, you know, from now till, you know, end of, end of November. The consistency of the egg, the color of the egg, the size of the eggs, you know, all all depend and also the watercolor that you're fishing whether it's you know real chocolatey or gin clear or whatever uh different different color eggs that you'd want to use so i'm working on that right now and i'm also filling the box with a bunch of streamers uh so i got you know a bunch of white streamers green purple uh brown you know a little bit of everything so getting ready to probably take a trip up to new york and do some salmon fishing um so egg patterns for salmon you know pretty good there and also there's going to be steelhead and trout and stuff mixed in with them so that'll be that'll be pretty fun but as for around here just basically all steelhead every once in a while you'll luck into that brown trout but not very often but is that it sounds like you're about done there yeah i mean as far as you know just getting out there i mean i've gone out once uh this year so far uh or twice i'm sorry twice so far once i went uh 
from shore. I took my buddy Ryan out and we went off of uh, off of the Walnut Pier and actually using uh, the flies that I tied, I tandem, did a tandem rig together. So there was kind of an articulated fly and was casting that out and uh, hooked into a nice steel head and Ryan brought it in for us and netted it up, took a quick picture and put it back on its way. Uh, and then we went out uh, fly fishing to, you know, some various various waters with undisclosed locations. Yeah, with uh, some fish in them, and you know, there's quite a, quite a few fish uh, pulled in out of there. So right on. So a little early, like I said, with uh, COVID and social media, it really, really, you know, put a hurting on you know secret spots and unknown waters because. As soon I think as that's their own people's own fault. I mean, quit telling people about your secret spots if you don't trust them. Well, but it's people not, just it's, had a ton of time yeah, to go it's find not, them. Yeah, yeah it's too. not even just telling somebody. Now it's you know somebody asks you know hey are there fish in the streams and one or one guy posts a picture of a you know a steelhead in Erie and half of Pittsburgh and West Virginia are now in Erie steelhead fishing. Mm-hmm. You used to not get a single out of towner until you know beginning of October, mid-October. Now, we we had them in, you know, all through September. Yeah, you used to have September and October to fish before anybody really started coming up, and now it's as soon as that first fish runs in, you got guys shoulder to shoulder fighting over it. It's crazy. Wild. Well, I appreciate you coming on, joining us, telling a little bit of fishing stories. Uh, I know we're about to get real busy with deer. You're about to get real busy on the streams yeah um, i feel like you're gonna have to do something real crazy to get back on with the fish camp series because we <laughs> there's gonna be so many monster bucks going down we, we're just not gonna have time for you Luke. i'm planning on putting not i'm not gonna say this year because it's already you know pretty much october so i only have three months but not a calendar year but uh what is the other type of year chinese fiscal. year yeah just a physical year oh, like fiscal. tom said fiscal fiscal is that is that actually what it is? Uh, I don't even that's think that's a financial that term. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I have no idea. But three hundred and running year? Yeah, maybe. Three hundred and sixty five days from now. I would like to have at least two fish on the wall. My goal is three, but I want to have at least um one of those species be in the trout family, one in the salmon family, and then, you know, some other something else. Yep. Catfish. I, I wouldn't be opposed to mounting a catfish. Yeah, a cat wouldn't be bad. I, I don't think I've ever, like, except for, like, sports stores, I don't think I've ever seen a catfish. Usually the me. only time you see catfish mounted is, like, record blue cats or, you know, monster, monster cats, like a 100-pound cat. Yeah. Uh, we just went fishing uh, with my buddy Jacob Oliver the other day, and he caught a slammer uh, flathead. Like, oh, the, yeah. I would I would probably, you know, I wouldn't have put it on. I caught one probably a little bit smaller than the one he just caught, but I'd probably have to break that, you know, 50 pounds to, mm-hmm. to put a flathead up on the wall. But we were close. We definitely didn't hit 50, but uh, it was definitely the closest we've been, you know. Right on. So. Good deal. Yeah. Well, for uh, everybody listening, if you guys are big into hunting, good luck with your hunting. If you guys are big into fishing, good luck with that. And uh, I just, just maybe, just you, throw I had the perfect. Ending I know, but you, you can, you can, you, you can start it. it over. But <laughs> it has been heavily weighing on me for myself 
to get outside into them deer hunting woods. And because I don't normally do that, because I'm always fishing. You're gonna do it? I I said I've been. It's been heavily oh. weighing on me. The, yeah, because we, I've been you're one of those guys that Nick, have always been Nick's wanting to get into it. it. No, no, yeah, yeah. No, not really. Uh, everything about hunting, I don't really enjoy. Um, the the sitting still, uh, I'm not really good at that. I Sit like in the to, saddle, you swing yeah. around all day. Yeah, I like to fidget and move around, being quiet. I like to talk a lot. Um, waking up early. All uh, bad. I, I do for fishing, but it's because I'm excited about it. For hunting, it's just not super exciting. Big evening hunt um, guy. Yeah. Um, dragon deer, done that. Don't really like it. Cleaning deer, uh, not really a fan. Uh, processing, <laughs> after, not really a huge fan, but I'm surrounded by it, by literally everybody in my life hunts. So it's just kind of one of those things where like, it's like peer pressure, you know? Yeah. So, everybody's doing yeah. it so may or may not in this hunting series hunting camp series hear from old Luke. maybe Luke maybe i'll splash day. back on and just be that guy who goes out one time shoots a slammer like nick said and he's like oh well, i already did it so i don't need to hunt anymore I'll i be, hope that happens. i'll be that guy i hope it happens so shoot one buck we will refer back to episode 93 when you called it out that you're you're doing it so. yep okay perfect so Nick, could you please give us yeah, your, yeah, your Nick, start money over, ending? Start from the top. It's not going to be as good. No, but just go for it. No, I mean, it's just I wanted to say good luck to all the hunters out there that are our seasons are starting it up. Uh, and if you're fishing, same thing. If you're a new hunter, good luck to you guys. But whatever you guys are doing this fall, just make sure you're getting outside. 